Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Sunday. And my oh my, does it feel good to say that. So I took a unique path to profit on Sunday. So let's recap the winning card for you. My handicap in the National Football League goes three and one. I cash on the Bears, the Browns, and the Bills. The fourth B failed to cover for me, and I got that dreaded result. I had the Broncos minus the two and a half, and I was like, okay, either the Vikings win this game or the Broncos cover this game. Just don't let it fall in between. And of course, it falls in between as the Broncos fail on the two-point conversion attempt, win the game by one, and I lose the ticket. Home underdogs go one and one. I cash on the Packers. I lose on the Panthers. Prop bets go five and four, so I eked out just a little bit of profit there. That's always a good thing, I guess. First quarter unders had a surprisingly good week. I go eight and four, and I actually make some money there. College basketball, a disappointing day for me. I go four, six, and one against the spread. So now let's get to the card for Monday, and we start in the National Football League. It's a good one. It's the Kansas City Chiefs minus the two and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. So both teams are coming in off the bye. Both teams are coming in off the big win. Philly over Dallas, Kansas City over Miami. First time all year for the Eagles to actually be an underdog at a football game. The Eagles are 5-2-2 against the spread this year. The Chiefs are 6-3. Patrick Mahomes is 20-6 against the spread when favored by three or fewer points. So keep that in mind. The Chiefs, of course, won the shootout in the Super Bowl last year. 38-35. I don't expect scoring like that tonight. The Chiefs have scored 21 or fewer points in five of their 10 games this season. They've had some struggles on offense. The Chiefs' D, though, has been really good. They're giving up the fewest points in the National Football League at 15.9 points per game. So the Eagles are the popular pick with a better offense, but I'm going to go in the other direction in this one. Andy Reid is 27-4 off of a bye week. I think he'll cook something up. So give me the Chiefs minus the two and a half against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Next up, we go to the prop bets, and I went back and forth all over the place. I actually decided not to play a quarterback prop, didn't like any of the numbers. So we started running back, and I guess I'm all in on Kansas City. It's Isaiah Pacheco over the 48 and a half yards rushing. Pacheco has gone over this number in six of his last eight games. He's averaging 4.2 yards per carry. We know the Eagles are tough against the run, seventh best in the league, allowing just 3.7 yards per carry. Tony Pollard did go over this number for the Cowboys last out against the Eagles. I'll back Pacheco to do the same. So give me Isaiah Pacheco over the 48 and a half yards rushing. Next up at wide receiver, he's one of my favorites. It's Rasheed Rice over 43 and a half yards receiving for Kansas City. So the Dolphins ended the streak of three straight over this number when they limited him to two targets, two catches, for a total of 17 yards. The Eagles did allow C.D. Lamb to go off for 191 yards, and in that game, the Cowboys actually had three players have a long of 29 or more. I'm backing on Rice to be a big factor tonight, and I'm hoping for one of those big, big chunk plays from him to get this over. So let's go Rasheed Rice over the 43 and a half yards receiving for the Chiefs. And the final prop bet, it's at tight end. I'm going to do it. It's Travis Kelsey over the 75 and a half yards receiving. So Kelsey's only gone over this number two times out of eight games this season. It's kind of bad. 
Season low production last time out with only 14 yards against the Dolphins. So the numbers scream to bet the under, but I just can't do it. I know Taylor Swift apparently will not be at this game. and I know his numbers are better with her in the crowd, but I'm still expecting a big bounce back from Kelsey. So let's go Travis Kelsey over the 75 and a half yards receiving for the Chiefs. So all in on the Chiefs, apparently. First quarter under Chiefs and Eagles under the seven and a half at a minus 112. Next up, we go to college basketball. I have eight games on the docket today, and hopefully I can have a bounce back day. Let's start in the Cayman Islands. It's Drake minus the two against Stephen F. Austin. So Drake had to rally from nine down to beat Oakland by eight and push my bet on Sunday. They actually missed two free throws in the final 13 seconds that could have covered the number. But when you push a bet on Drake, when their best player, Tucker DeVries, goes only one of 10 from the floor and scores just five points, I consider that a win. I'll take the push happily. So DeVries scored 36 and 21 in the first two games this year. He averaged over 18 points last year. So that was an unusual performance for him. On the other side, Stephen F. Austin is projected as the second-best team of the WAC this year. They beat Loyola Marymount yesterday, 86-76. to They lost at Middle Tennessee by five early in the season. I think this line is a couple buckets light, provided Dravies returns to normal. So give me the Bulldogs of Drake, minus the two over Stephen F. Austin. Next up, we go to the SoCo Challenge. It's Tulane, plus the one-and-a-half against Bradley. So it's a pair of 3-0 and teams. Tulane is projected third best in the American Conference. Bradley is projected third in the Missouri Valley Conference. Bradley already beat a good team out of the American Open this season when they won at UAB by two in overtime as a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Tulane has played a much, much softer schedule, but they did take care of business, winning all three games by double digits. Jalen Forbes is back and healthy for the Green Wave. He should be the best player on the floor. So give me Ron Hunter's Green Wave plus the one and a half over the Bradley Braves at the SoCo Challenge. Next up on the card, we go to the Garden, Madison Square Garden. It's Indiana minus the seven against Louisville. So the Hoosiers dropped to three and one yesterday, losing by 20 points to UConn. IU was out-rebounded by 20. They shot under 38%, and they're now 0-4 against the spread. That's not good. So underwhelming start, to say the least, but they do have some high-end talent, and they're projected to finish sixth in the Big Ten this year. Ware had gone 18 of 22 over the previous two, but he was just 2 of 10 yesterday against UConn. But I don't see Louisville having the same type of success, limiting him today. The Cardinals did almost pull off the major upset before losing to Texas by one at the buzzer. They outscored the Longhorns by 10 at the line, did a nice job drawing fouls. They had a great game from Clark and White, but they gave up tons of easy looks down low. The Cardinals, we know, are down right now. They're picked 14th in the ACC. The Hoosiers should win this one by double digits. So I'm going to lay the seven with Indiana against Louisville at Madison Square Garden. Next up on the card, we go back to St. Augustine, Florida. Played a couple games here yesterday. It's South Dakota State plus the two and a half against George Mason. So George Mason is projected as the 10th best team in the Atlantic 10. They're off to a three and one start this season. They beat Monmouth by 11, Austin P by 22, and a nice W over Cornell by seven. So the Patriots lost their first game of the year on Sunday. It was a 54-49 loss against Charlotte. 
So a good defensive battle with both teams shooting under 40% for the game. I personally expected South Dakota State to upset Central Florida. That didn't happen, but they still covered the number, losing 83-80. to The Jackrabbits shot over 44%. They out-rebounded UCF by 11. They unfortunately turned it over 16 times compared to five. No team led by more than eight in that game. I think South Dakota State should win this one going away. So I'm going to grab the two and a half with the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State over George Mason. Next up, we go to the Virgin Islands. It's Kent State minus the five over Fordham. So, oh boy, Missouri State played some D on Sunday against Kent State. The Golden Flashes shot just 32%. They were three of 22 from three-point land and five of 12 at the line. I guess that's not defense at the line, but nonetheless, they couldn't hit anything on Sunday night. They also got beat on the boards by 14, losing 56 to 52 against Missouri State. So this is the same Kent State team that was averaging 91 points per game, had that double OT thriller against James Madison, and beat Fresno State this year. On the other side, Fordham is now 2-2 and on the season. They had a five-point loss to Cornell earlier in the year, and then a 14-point loss yesterday against Abilene Christian. Fordham also ran into some shooting problems. They only had 16 points in the first half, shot 29% from the floor for the game, one of 12 from three-point land, and only 57% at the line. Maybe it's a tough background there. On a positive note, they did dominate the boards with 17 offensive rebounds, so that will be a concern for the Golden Flashes. The Rams are projected to be the seventh-best team in the Atlantic 10 this year. I really like Kent State, so let's lay the number. I'm the Golden Flashes of Kent State, minus the five over Fordham. Then we stay in the Virgin Islands. It's the championship game. It's Missouri State minus the three against Abilene Christian. So watch out for the MAC this year. Abilene Christian is projected as the fifth best team in the WAC, yet they have wins over Oklahoma State, San Jose State, and Fordham already this season. They did lose by 20 to NC State and stubbed their toe, losing to Prairie View A&M on a cold shooting night. Missouri State shot only 33% against Kent State on Sunday, but once again, I loved what I saw in the defensive side of the court. Expect the Bears to get the best of the Wildcats on Monday. So I'm going to lay the three with Missouri State over Abilene Christian. Next up on the card, we go to the Cayman Islands. It's Akron in a pick against Utah State. So it's clear that I like the top of the MAC this year. Akron is 4-0 on the season. They're projected as the top dog in the league. Underwhelming six-point win over Florida International on Sunday. Never leading by more than 10 points while shooting 48% from the field. Their best win this year? Well, they won at South Dakota State by six. So I hope my read on South Dakota State's right. Otherwise, I might be wrong about Akron as well. On the other side, Utah State is 3-1 and one on the year. They're projected ninth in the Mountain West Conference. They lost by six at Bradley this season. A lot of correlated plays right now. They beat Marshall by 23 on Sunday as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, thanks to 54% shooting. So one team underachieved, one team overachieved, expect things to flip today so i'm on the zips of akron in a pick over utah state then the final game of the card for me well it wasn't on the card but i just added it it's in fort myers florida it's the wisconsin badgers plus the four against the virginia cavaliers so i was going to pass in this game but then the line jumped to four and i had to put it on the card tony bennett has virginia off to a 4-0 start best win was a three-point win against florida The Cavaliers are picked fourth in the conference this year in the ACC with a first-team all-conference guard. 
Meanwhile, Wisconsin is off to a disappointing 2-2 two and two start. They lost by 10 to Tennessee, lost by 13 at Providence. The Badgers are picked fifth in the Big Ten. They have the fourth most minutes returning in all of the country, and all five of their starters receive votes for the all-conference team. They have a deep roster that should be better than what they've shown so far. I expect this to be in doubt until the final buzzer, so I'm going to grab the four with the Badgers against Virginia. So that's my card for Monday. Let's recap it for you. In the National Football League, I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs, minus the two and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm on Isaiah Pacheco, over 48 and a half yards rushing. I'm on Rasheed Rice, over 43 and a half yards receiving. I'm on Travis Kelsey, over the 75 and a half yards receiving. First quarter under, I'm on the under seven and a half at the minus 112. College basketball, I'm on Drake, minus the two against Stephen F. Austin. I'm on Tulane plus the one and a half against Bradley. I'm on Indiana, minus the seven against Louisville. I'm on South Dakota State, plus the two and a half against George Mason. I'm on Kent State, minus the five against Fordham. I'm on Missouri State, minus the three against Abilene Christian. I'm on Akron in a pick against Utah State. And I'm on Wisconsin, plus the four against Virginia. It should be a great day of hoops, plus a great Monday night game. Keep in mind, these conference tournaments, we have games at, or excuse me, preseason tournaments, we have games off, going off at like 10 in the morning here on Monday again, so it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But uh, I'm tongue-tied, I'm tired, I'm happy we had a winning day on Sunday. Hopefully we can make it back-to-back on Monday. So as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.